This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Before we jump into this week's episode, we want to mention a relationship quiz we have put together for y'all. Within minutes, you will immediately see the strengths of your relationship and also areas of growth that you and your spouse can focus on this year. We know this is going to be a great asset in building a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. So to grab the quiz, just go to inbetween.org to start today. You're listening to episode 128. It's time for a checkup. <laughs> that is awesome. Of the in-between podcast where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joyful marriage and family. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Okay, so for a moment I was like, where have I heard? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's Doc McStuffins. <laughs> yeah. You still don't know what I'm going to say, right? Every time no, it's no, a little yeah. surprise for everybody. No, well, that's what it's like being married to you. So. <laughs> okay. Full of surprises. <laughs> yes. All right, so when the clock struck midnight on New Year's Eve... I know many of us breathe a sigh of relief. Woo, right? 2020 it. is over. We survived. <laughs> Let's kiss. Yeah, kiss and me, baby. And 2021 happened and it was Yeah, please don't felt disappoint us. <laughs> but it kind of felt the same the next year, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, I did we even make it till midnight? I don't think so, right? I think we fell asleep before because yes, we are our parents. Yes. And we're that old now, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Yeah. Hey, and I'm the one who always falls asleep during movies. Right. Like, yeah. literally, I'll look over and he's super engaged. And then the next moment, he's, like, snoring. <laughs> and then, like, three minutes later, I'm like, what did I miss? Yeah. What did I miss? <laughs> exactly. And the kids are rolling their eyes. They're like, Dad, just stay awake. Yeah. <laughs> well, regardless if you were in our camp and sleeping before 12 or you were ringing the new year in far into the morning, what many of us may not have done is talk about how the last year has been because honestly how do you put into words what 2020 was hmm yeah that's right (laughs) i mean in many ways 2020 has been traumatizing yeah in other ways like we talked about last week it was a year of loss and what was is no longer what is and that much change in a short period of time is frankly exhausting and a bit unnerving isn't yeah, it yeah yeah i feel it <laughs> i totally yeah. feel it so many times the new year offers us the chance of a do over right mm-hmm. yeah yeah what we didn't like about the previous year is what we're hopefully not going to bring into the new year yeah keyword hopefully mm. <laughs> However, this year, as I'm reflecting on the few weeks we've already had, uh, we might realize that what we wanted to leave in 2020 is actually most likely sliding in through the door of 2021. And because of this, it's really important that we take the time to check in with one another. Mm -hmm. And that's why on today's episode, we want to walk you through how to do a New Year's relationship check-in, right? As you're working out or as you're driving or as you're on a walk, whatever you're doing right now, as you listen to this episode, we want to help walk you through. And don't worry, I know sometimes if we're on the go, it's like, oh, I need to write that down or I need to do that. That's why we have the quiz for you at inbetween.org. This 
episode. We want to help you carve out the space to think through what relationship resolutions you may want to make for 2021. And well, I know it's going to take the time and energy to do this because we've done it. And yeah, yeah, it does take time and it does take energy. We know and trust because we've done it. We know that the benefits outweigh the cost. The benefits outweigh the time that you may feel like you're spending on this. So this relationship check-in. First, it gives you the opportunity to consider the highlights of the last year. It gives you the time to acknowledge the pain, but also point out the silver linings like more time together or the development of inside jokes that you never had before. Like hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're working on those inside jokes. <laughs> well, I am a dad, right? Yeah, so exactly. just comes with Oh, the you got your dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, perfect. <laughs> or maybe you found new ways to have romantic dates while sitting in the comfort of your PJs. Or maybe you finally had the time to learn that special dish you've always wanted to learn to cook yeah that's right i mean those are i mean that that's that's why this relationship quiz is going to be so good this check-in is going to be so good for you to do with your spouse perhaps on your next date night um on top of all that it's also going to give you the space to revisit some of the tough conversations from this past year without the heat of the moment Right. Or without emotions or stress really clouding your vision and just, you know, all the adrenaline running and all of that. Right. Because let's be honest, when both of you are riled up, it's really hard to have. (laughs) Oh, for sure. An honest conversation without yelling at one another or without storming or without putting up your walls or you know you yeah. fill in the blank well and and because hindsight is actually 2020 regardless of the 2020 year i mean the fact is you're gonna look back and be like hey actually yeah that as as difficult as that was to walk through together look where we are now look at the pruning that happened because mm-hmm. of that right i mean i've mentioned this to you daniel quite a few times who i was in the beginning of 2020 is not who I am as we start 2021. Mm -hmm. I have had a lot of growth, regardless if I wanted to grow in the area or not. I've learned that some of the coping skills I had actually don't work when everything is stripped away. So I feel as though, let's say we had a huge blowout in the beginning of 2020, the skills and the tools I have for conflict resolution, for even the introspection I can take, and the being able to stay calm while I feel like we're discussing things that may hurt me, those are all wonderful things to take into as we as we discuss some of the hard things that have happened. Yeah, so let's get started, Christina. First of all, to do this, the first thing you got to do is decide when you're going to have these conversations with your spouse. Just set a time, set, uh, put it in your calendar, right? Is it after the kids go to bed? Will it maybe be during the week or on the weekend? Just take a moment to to look through your calendar and be like, okay, yeah, this is when I'm going to do it. Maybe it's going to be during your lunch break or when you are on a walk or when the kids are in school. It's so important in order to do this to actually schedule time to reflect and connect. Right. Don't listen to this episode and then tap your spouse on the shoulder and be like, okay, let's have a deep conversation now. Yeah, <laughs> your like, spouse what? is like, huh? I'm not. I, I, was a ho- I was watching a hockey game. <laughs> yeah, here, <so>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I thought you were saying I was about to cook a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, what it sounded like. Yeah, hot dog and ramen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> watching yeah. hockey. <laughs> Sounds like a good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah lots of sodium there. <laughs> yeah, right. So let's say you've done that and you're ready to have that conversation. You've carved up the time. You're both 
both ready to talk about your past year. Once you're in that zone, start off with describing what you like about each other. I know, right? Sometimes we're like, oh, that's where we start. We don't start with the negative and then go to the positive. Mm. No, we are going to talk about what we like about each other. Yeah, it's it's those things that you've noticed about each other. And you're like, wow, baby, you rocked you rocked it this year. I mean, this was absolutely incredible how, for example, Christina, you've been able to balance producing this podcast in addition to homeschooling, in addition to all the Cairo and physio and massage appointments from our two accidents. And on top of all that, I mean, you know, just go on and on and on. Just so so notice and point it out. And as much as y'all realize that, yeah, of course, that's what it was this year. I mean, validation and encouragement really does go a long, long way in connecting you with one another. Right. I feel connected already. <laughs> Maybe we just stop this podcast. Let's <laughs> keep on going. All right. <laughs> well, it reminds me of this scene. I don't know if y'all have had the chance to watch the Netflix movie, The Marriage Story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. not... Yeah, not with kids. <laughs> no, no, no. Not with kids. Not with young kids, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Watch that movie. And then we do have two episodes where we broke down the marriage story and yeah, talked about right. it. So we'll link that to our podcast show notes. Just go to inbetween.org slash episode 128. But yeah, there's this scene. And I still, re- I think we watched this movie like maybe a year ago. And I still remember this scene where the couple's divorce mediator had asked them to write a note to each other containing all the reasons they like each other. As us, the audience, we had the opportunity to watch and listen to all the ways that they respect one another, the little things that make them laugh, the small things that they appreciate about one another. And you get this weird feeling as you sit there and you take it all in. Uh, you're kind of scratching your head and being like, well, why are you even divorcing yeah, yeah, then? exactly. You clearly still like each other. May I even dare say you still love each other? Why are you getting a divorce? And what happens in the next scene helps us, the audience, gain more of an understanding of how they got to where they are. The husband actually can't share the letter that he wrote out loud to his wife because mm. in the mediation process, They were supposed to read it out loud to one another. He gets so frustrated, overwhelmed, flooded that he storms out of the session. And his wife is just kind of looking like what in the world just happened. While he had so many beautiful things to say about his wife, he didn't actually share them. He just wrote it out and kept it to himself. She didn't know how he felt about her. Hmm. And that's sometimes how it goes, right? We forget to highlight the good because the struggles just shout louder, especially when we're in a time of crisis and you just kind of get used to the regular rhythm of life. So podcast family, we want to encourage you right here, right now, even though it may feel awkward to talk about what you like about each other, do it, do it. Look at each other in the eyes right now or when you are doing this with one another and encourage and point out and share and connect with one another in that way because you know honestly 
as you do this, uh, you know, you may actually be surprised by how sentimental that you or your spouse might get, to, even if you've heard these things, right? Even if you have, and and even though sometimes it might be like, well, aren't I just repeating some of this? I mean, <laughs> I told you three months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, three months ago. And it, it might have actually been that long or maybe even longer than that. So take the time to connect. Can I reiterate that it's not too late to start? Mm-hmm. Maybe it has been three months. Maybe it's been a long time since even your dating days that you have told each other what you like about each other. It's not too late, podcast family. Do it now. Mm. So the next step in the relationship check-in process is to talk about your favorite moments of this past year. So we talked about what we like about each other. Now it's time to talk about your favorite times, your favorite moments. Perhaps you know them already. They come right to the top of your head. But it is still an important part of this reflection. These sharing of your favorite moments, they may actually lead to y'all having a better idea of what you want your New Year's resolutions to be. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah, so for us, when we think about this past year, one of our favorite moments is sitting on our deck, right? I mean, we had a fire going, overhanging, dangling lights, right? Bringing a glow to our backyard, cuddling under a blanket while we talked. Uh, and then on the other side of our door, the, you know, our kids, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't anything extravagant. Cost us but, like $2 in wood, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it was a time where we just slowed down intentionally We connected and laughed with one another. We enjoyed the outdoors. You know, for us this past year, we were forced to have space in our schedules that led to impromptu dates and dates that we where we couldn't go to restaurants or we couldn't go to coffee shops because they were closed down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At one point, we couldn't even go hiking because those parks were closed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So for us, regardless of uh, the surroundings and regardless of, oh, we got to go here, or we got to do this, or we got, we really loved the fact that we just had that regular time to check in, to connect. And that's something that we want to carry into 2021. Yeah, and beyond. So the third step is to talk about the not so favorite moments. Can't mm-hmm. we just ignore this? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. We were, we were doing so well in the past two yeah. months. So warm and fuzzy feelings. <laughs> We want to talk about the past conflicts that happened, the moments that you weren't happy with how maybe you reacted or how your spouse responded, the times that you felt alone, even when both of you were in the room. Ouch. Hmm. Yeah. Why would we even do this? <laughs> Just honest question. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's scary. Right? It is. And it I is. mean, especially if you, because you're doing this all at the same time, like we're having such a sweet time. You know, we all know where the night's going to lead to if it keeps on going down this road. <laughs> so why ruin it? Right. Why bring up those not so favorite moments? I think that is such a valid and honest question. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I do want to say that, and I, I mean, you all know this, we all know this because we have unresolved conflict in our lives. And sometimes the way that we've handled it is just to cut the person off mm. or to silence them or give them the hand, right? Mm. Like, no, you're not going to be able give to say anything to me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Talk I, to them. I told you so I'm they still want to see you. I told you, right? <laughs> I would do that all the yes, time with exactly. my sisters. With like the teeny buffer. Yeah. Talk to the hand. Yeah. They still want to see you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Right. Now you know why we have issues with unresolved conflict. <laughs> This is awesome. Right. Well, like we said, those conflicts that are not solved, they really have a way of rearing their ugly head. Mm, And usually, I don't know if y'all have the same kind of relationship, but usually it happens when you're having a fight about something entirely different. Mm. Right. Maybe you were angry about how your spouse reacted to you wanting to have a date night and then they took out the trash quote unquote wrong mm. and you go off on your spouse about how they took the trash out wrong. Yeah, and then yeah. you equate that to, well, you don't love me because you don't want to spend time with me. And yeah. you're like, what? I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, this is not our situation. She's not talking about. <laughs> you you take that, out the no. trash really well. Yes. Well, especially, well, unless, okay, I, sorry. I should go. <laughs> Remember, dump all the coffee water out before, Okay, so this is about you. <laughs> <laughs> scratching my head. No, but honestly, it, it is exactly this is what happens, right? It's it, it's if you have unresolved conflict, mm-hmm. most inopportune times, especially when you're emotionally charged, it just rears its ugly head, right? I love this image where it's kind of like this unresolved conflict is like a beach ball that you have under the water. <laughs> and it's just like it's it's a large beach ball and, and and the bigger the conflict is the larger the beach ball is and and you just like it takes all your effort to keep it under the water right right and then you kind of get used to it but what happens is you get used to it and you go about your day in day out but you're a little bit impaired because one hand is trying to keep it down or you have all this mental energy trying to focus on keeping it in between your legs and balancing everything else and Honestly, you just can't live life that way. It will come out. Right. It will come up, especially when you're emotionally charged. So while it may seem risky to bring up the past right now, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, this right now, in light of the way the last two questions went, is a much better time to do it when you're calm versus when you're fighting. Mm-hmm. And I do want to say, podcast family, I do want to encourage you that your relationship is capable of handling both the positive and negative feelings, even if they are being shown at the same time. Okay, mm. let me say it again. Yeah, yeah, say that again. Because I know that even in our past relationships, this you may have not felt it, you may not have seen it. But I want to say your relationship with your spouse is capable of handling both the positive and negative feelings, even if they are being shown at the same time. Mm. But the key is... The key is to stay above what John Gottman calls the magic relationship ratio of five to one. Hmm. Why don't you explain that for us? Well, in his research, Dr. John Gottman found that in conflict conversations, yep, we've had those, (laughs) (laughs) successful couples had five seconds of time together in a positive emotional state for every one second in a negative emotional state. Okay, so... Five seconds positive to one second negative. Right. Okay. So in an easier way to understand, that would mean that couples need five positive interactions for every one negative interaction that they're having. 
Yeah, that's a little bit more palatable than stopwatch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, just wait, wait, wait. This yeah. is really good. No, I need to time it. I need to time it. One more second of positive. <laughs> and then it goes Say to Say your negative yeah. <laughs> really quickly. You have one second. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if, Christina, can you just unpack this just a little bit more for us? Um, give us some examples of interactions that could result in that, in, in a negative. I think we understand what positive emotional states could look like and positive mm-hmm. interactions. But what are some interactions that could lead to the negative? For sure. So, for example... Raising your voice during conflict. I am so guilty of that. Mm, I have a loud voice anyways. And so sometimes my just speaking strongly comes out as me sounding like a resounding bullhorn. (laughs) So I'm working on it, okay? (laughs) Another one is rejecting bids for connection. We've talked about this on previous episodes, but basically your bid for connection is you are trying to turn your body and your communication towards your spouse and they are just like, forget it. You're trying to offer almost your hand in peace and they slap it away. Mm. Another thing is using a harsh startup. So the words, you always... Yeah. You never. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely harsh. That's, that's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, no. That's not gonna end well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> like, how would you end that sentence in a positive? Right. Especially, you always love me too much. Yeah, yeah. Especially with that voice, right? right. That but then tone. you're like, I don't understand. Are you saying that's a good thing? Yeah. Or am I? <laughs> you always to be? take out the trash. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, am I sleeping on the couch tonight? Yeah. I don't know. Don't take out the trash anymore. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> mm. Another example is not listening to your spouse when they speak during conflict. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <gasps> that's yeah. so hard. Right. I know. Because when you feel like someone's attacking you, what do you feel already? Like naturally, we want to put up our defense mechanisms or we want to listen to the parts where we can prove that they are wrong Mm. and that we are right. So that's a hard one. Another one is rejecting a repair attempt used by your spouse. Mm. So perhaps they are trying to lighten up the mood with a little joke like, ha ha, hindsight is twenty twenty, And you look at them and you roll your eyes or oh, that would you, like so deflate me. Or you just yeah. get up and walk away. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you laugh at my I, uh, I, bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they're so bad that they're good. What can I say? <laughs> well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really a joke kind of person just so anyway (laughs) (laughs) and then another one is the use of the four horsemen which are defensiveness criticism contempt or stonewalling now if you have been listening to our podcast for a while there's probably a lot of language in these last few uh, minutes that you recognize and you're like oh yeah they talked about that on this episode. Oh, yeah, they talked about that in this episode. Oh, yeah, I remember that conflict episode, part two and part one. And, and there's a lot of that that is within this. So if you're like all of a sudden you're like, hey, Daniel and Christina, I've been tracking with you this entire time. But like, how could you just go through all those things? Harsh startup? Yeah, give me more of that. Or four horsemen? Give me more. OK, I, I think I understand what that contempt or stonewalling is. But I just if, if that's you. Uh, because you haven't listened to those episodes, we're going to make it really easy, okay? Just go to inbetween.org slash episode 128 for our show notes, and we're going to give you links to where we've previously discussed these concepts, like how to fight with your spouse without ruining your marriage, and a conflict-free marriage is not the goal. 
Yes, you need to listen to those episodes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> if you have any sort of conflict with your spouse, you can even use these concepts we talk about in this. If you have a con, if you have a conflict with your extended family or with your adult children, go back and listen to these episodes because they are going to give you so many good tools to be able to handle these situations. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the twelfth Dead Sea Squirrels book. Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books, available wherever books are sold. So just as a reminder, we right now are talking about this relationship ratio of five to one, right? Five positive interactions for every negative one. We've just talked about these negative ones. So let's head on over to the positive side. Christina, what are um, some examples of a positive emotional state? You know, that, that five side, not the one side. I love that we're going to be talking about these two because I do think we all know how to do them. Mm. And we've all probably had these moments in our relationship and in our marriage. However, the difference is they might not naturally show up when you are in conflict. Yeah. And you, because you don't, you can't name them, like you know what they feel like, right. you remember how you feel after. But unless you know what they are and can categorize and name them, it's hard to be intentional about it. Exactly. I love that point that you made. So some examples are, and these are really, you think about it in your own personal life and in conflicts. If you've had someone do this to you or you've done it to the other person, it's so validating and it really diffuses the conflict. So the first one is be interested. Mm. Like genuinely interested. Another way that we can put it is continue to stay curious. Yeah. So listen with your ears but also with your eyes and your body. Take the time to purposely make eye contact with your spouse when you're talking to them or when they're listening to you. I know that can feel awkward, so maybe don't, you know, try to have a staring contest with them. That may not <laughs> communicate to them that you're actually listening versus like, you're trying to duke me out, aren't you? <laughs> so have it natural. Look at them. If there's a time where you need to look down, even sometimes if you have like a little fidget thing mm. that you can you can sort of play with, or if they're annoyed by that, maybe you can have a blanket over <laughs> your hands, right? And just have something that you're able to help you concentrate and stay interested. Also, another way to express that you're interested is to turn your body toward them instead of turning away from them. Yeah, those subtle cues. Right. Are, yeah. Yeah. It speaks... So much, so much volumes. Well, yeah. a lot of communication is not actually about the words that we're using. Mm -hmm. It is our body language. Yeah, and I know right. sometimes we're forgetting about that because we're on Zoom calls most of the day. But remember, what we're communicating with our body is sometimes even more important than what the words that we're using. Yeah, that's right. Uh, then the next one I love, actually, Christina, you're really good at this one. Um, and you've done it many times when we are in a difficult conversation or I am, you know, I didn't wake up on the right side of the bed and, and we're just kind of going and I'm just a little bit uh, short fused, uh, maybe with you or with the kids and, and you just 
instead of being like, oh, what is up with you? <laughs> Which sometimes you've done. Yes. Uh, but more or less. <laughs> okay. But more often than less is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> is that you, I, I, I just distinctly remember the times where you just, you're like, look at me. Look at me. And you grab my hand and you grab my shoulders and you just, and you start talking and we hug and you're like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't repeat what you said because it's just like, I remember just <laughs> the way that you expressed affection, right? Because that's what we're talking about right now. Last one was being interested. This one's expressing affection. And I just remember in those moments, um, less what you said and more how you just express that affection and that touch and all of a sudden it just kind of diffused hmm. and, and it led to a positive emotional state rather than the negative one that I was in. Right. Uh, likewise, I would say as you were talking about the times where I'm like, go back to bed. You're such a grump. Yeah. Like that did not bring us closer together. No, no. It's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Added fuel to the fire. Well, it did. And, and, it, and it was that negative. Like it led to a, a kind of neutral-ish state led to a negative uh, rather than that neutral-ish state what led to a positive. Right, because it was a harsh startup. Yeah, exactly. On my yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. And likewise, Daniel, I just remember the times where literally I have been crying or it has just been a really hard day for whatever reason. Maybe the kids weren't listening or something happened in the workplace and I just wanted to talk about it. And you would literally just hold my hand. You would turn your body towards me and you would listen. And you were not trying to give advice. Mm. You'd just be like, oh, that sounds really difficult. Mm. And just want to let you know that I love you and I'm praying for you and we can figure this out together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another example is to actually find opportunities for agreement. Yes, this is huge. Because when couples fight, and we're right along with this, it's so much easier to focus on the negative parts of the conflict and then miss the opportunities for what we actually agree on. Mm -hmm. Maybe we agree on 85% of what we're talking about, but if we're underlying the 15% where it feels like we are on opposite camps and opposite islands, then we're going to feel more of the distance versus the opportunities to really agree. So when you seek opportunities for agreement and express yourself that you're, yeah, I agree with you. Oh, I see your point. You're showing your spouse that their viewpoint is valid and you care about them mm -hmm. because their viewpoint may be different, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The, the next example is to empathize and apologize. You know, we've talked about this before, but empathy is really one of the deepest forms of human connection. And when you empathize with your spouse and you, what, what happens is you're actually showing them that you understand and you feel what they're feeling. Even if you express empathy non-verbally through a facial expression or a physical gesture. So, so try saying things like, Hey, you know, it makes sense to me that you feel when you do things like that, when you use statements and phrases like that that's going to help your partner see that you're on their team exactly and if your partner is upset with something you said or did simply apologize mm. i know those two words i'm sorry can be so difficult but if you can find a moment during the conflict to say i'm sorry i hurt your feelings that makes me sad you will provide a positive and empathetic interaction that really draws you closer together mm -hmm. versus like, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. That's not my fault. 
Because we all know that's not going to bring us together. Mm. We've all had those kind of apologies, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> those yes. are like fake ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're talking about positive. We're talking about examples that, that lead to these positive emotional states. So we've been talking about being interested and expressing affection, finding opportunities for agreement, empathizing and apologizing. And the last one for our time together today is to make jokes. Which you're so good at. Yeah. <laughs> right? So sometimes when the tensions are rising, a joke is really is really the best thing to just kind of slide in there, right? It helps like my break rice the joke? ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you, we're not going to repeat it because it really doesn't make sense. <laughs> but at the time, um, it was just super cute. Yeah. Well, it's probably because I had so much time. I had so much fun saying it, right? Right, you were laughing like, yeah, more yeah. of the time. I'm like, I don't really understand what he's saying, yeah. but he's That's laughing. That's why I'm not very good at <laughs> telling jokes. So, yeah. So, I mean, teasing, right? Playfully teasing the silliness and just finding moments to laugh together. It's so good. These things are so good to ease the tension when you're in a heated conflict. I totally agree. However, <laughs> I am going to put it in there. A word of caution. Remember to find a way to joke with your spouse that maintains respect and appreciation for them versus serving them for dinner. You know what I mean, right? Mm. If a joke is to poke fun at them and to really hurt them and to underline really that you're still bitter, yeah, that's not going to bring you closer together. That is going to drift you further apart. And then your spouse is going to think, whoa, you don't even... Yeah. Think my feelings and emotions are are important because you're making a joke. Yeah, jokes where you're laughing and your spouse aren't isn't <laughs> that's not That's a criticism. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So disguised <laughs> as the joker face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't don't have a joker face. So no. as you start this check-in, right? As you do this quiz and you do this relationship check-in with one another, you're probably going to find it a lot easier to talk about the areas that are going well, that are working well. Uh, and, you know, if you can also address the issues that need attention, like we've been talking about, without getting agitated, then as a team, you can actually set goals for yourselves. So to help you both in this process, we've provided a quiz to give you lots and lots of points of discussion. You'll immediately see where your strengths are in your relationship and then also areas of growth that you can do for this year. So go to inbetween.org slash episode 128 to grab the link to this quiz. Now, remember, it's normal to have both highs and lows uh, and to have had these highs and lows during this last year as a couple. What matters most is how you tell the story of your relationship. So was this lockdown hard? Did you both learn something from it? Or do you both still have feelings of resentment and hurt? We really want to encourage you to figure out how to weave a story in a way, you know, weave your story in a way and to tell your story in a way that glorifies and and highlights the struggle, right? Because struggle is normal. I mean, the feeling that you have to come out stronger in this new year is a narrative that can really pull you together rather than pushing you apart. So podcast family, as you do your relationship check-in and as you consider what your 2021 New Year's resolutions will be, We hope that this year you will resolve to speak about your relationship, to keep the things that work, and to get rid of the things that don't. We know firsthand that these conversations can be hard and difficult, but we also know that they will lead to a more fulfilled year ahead for both you and your spouse, no matter what life may bring. All right, so next week on episode 129, Christina, what are we going to be talking about? 
We're going to be talking about how to make New Year's resolutions as a family. Awesome. We'll catch you next time.